Welcome to the Montgomery Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you to grow deeper in your faith. If you'd like to learn more about MCC, you can visit our website at mcc.church. Well, I hope you had an incredible Christmas, a great time with your family, your closest friends, and I hope that the time that you shared was meaningful and memorable. In fact, I hope that as you focused on Christ over Christmas, this was a time that's going to take you forward in a powerful way. That's what I want to talk about today on this day after Christmas. It's a lesson that Mary holds out for us. And it's my hope that we will not just learn something, but that we'll implement this lesson in our lives. And it's a lesson found in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now they let us know her name because names back in the Old Testament and New Testament times, they were significant. There was a meaning always behind your name and that meaning would greatly define your life. We don't think about that today. In fact, if I go out to a restaurant and there's a waiter or waitress that's, that's there and I haven't seen their name before, I'll often ask them you know, what their name means. And sometimes they'll actually have an answer. <laughs> they'll go into the, the meaning of their name and it's, it's really important to them. But most of the time, they'll look at me like I'm crazy uh, because for them, a name is just a name. Not so in biblical times. And what's really interesting though is that the name of Mary and the meaning behind her name isn't really all that clear. She's from the Middle East, so if Mary is Egyptian in origin, her name meant loved by the Lord. Mary was certainly loved by the Lord. But if her name, Mary, was Hebrew in origin, I mean, she was a Jew, her name would mean rebellious or disobedient. And nobody likes to think of Mary in that way. I mean, we like to think of her as, as holy or pursuing holiness in her life. And yet, humanly speaking, uh, she would be prone to these things. But if her name was Aramaic in origin, that name meant bitter sea. It signified that that person was going to have a very difficult life. They're going to face much sorrow. The truth is that all three would be true at one time or another in her life. In fact, there was something else that was true, and we see this unfold in verse 28. Because the angel says, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. So whatever the meaning of her name, Mary is highly favored, and God is with her. And for a Jew like Mary, that was incredible news. But at the same time, it was kind of frightening news. Because in biblical times, certainly throughout the Old Testament, every time the angel of the Lord appeared to somebody, it was always followed by an assignment that wasn't very easy. It was difficult. It would challenge your life. And perhaps this is why the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Jesus, well, his name means Yahweh is help. Yahweh is salvation. And that's exactly why Jesus came, to bring salvation. But as you think about this now, Mary is hearing this news. She's going to give birth to a son, and this is a surprise. I mean, have you ever received a gift that you didn't ask for? 
I remember going out to the restaurant I just mentioned, and I was out for breakfast with a friend, and at the end of the meal, um, I asked for the check, and the waiter said, well, you know what, somebody in the restaurant already paid the bill for you. Well, I wanted to thank them, but they had already left. But that's the kind of gift that we want. Those are good kind of gifts. But then I think about my wife, Carol, who was driving her car down the highway this past year, and everything was going just fine. But in the median, there were people who were mowing the lawn there, the grass, and it caught a stone and it propelled that stone through the air like a bullet. It hit the side of her car and just shattered the glass. It scared her half to death. It could have been tragic. And that's the kind of gift, a surprise gift, that we don't really want. And so the truth is, sometimes a surprise gift can be uncomfortable, and sometimes it's like the best thing that ever happened to us in our lives. As for Mary, well, she, she wasn't married. And only married women had babies. In fact, unmarried pregnant girls back then would be ostracized. They would be cast aside. No one would want anything to do with her. And on top of this, Mary quickly learned that the gift wasn't so much given to her, this was a gift that was given through her. Because Gabriel continued, he said, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Well, this was incredible news. This was the Messiah. She was going to give birth to the Messiah, the very one that people have been praying for for generations. So this was incredible news. But at the same time, she had to be confused. Because after all, this really wasn't an answer to her personal prayer. This was an answer to the prayers prayed by many other people throughout time. And now God had chosen to answer their prayers through her. She, think about this now, she's going to get married soon. Most likely, she had been praying that her future marriage would be incredibly blessed. And now hearing this news, she would wonder if Joseph would even marry her. This would turn her world upside down. And yet her response, it revealed her heart. She asked, how will this be since I am a virgin? See, Mary's response really shows someone who's filled with, with hope in the face of some troubling news to her personally, but also in the face of some incredible news for everyone else, including her. Gabriel responded by telling her, Well, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Well, now we're talking about the Messiah here, but now Mary learns that he is the Son of God. This is incredible news for everyone else, but still troubling news for her. Because after all, she knew what the Old Testament had declared for a long time regarding his journey and what it would entail. The Old Testament prophet had foretold this in Isaiah 53. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. See, every mother who gives birth to a child knows in the beauty of those moments that that child is going to face difficulty at one time or another in their life. But it's quite another to learn before you even give birth to a child that this child is going to face incredible difficulty. His road would not be easy. That meant hers would also not be easy. And even so, she looked to Gabriel and she said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And it was. 
You see, Mary understood that the gift promised to her was actually a gift given through her to millions upon millions upon millions of people. We are the recipients of that gift. And I think we're thankful. But here's the thing. I want you to think about this. God accomplished great things through Mary due to her obedience. She was brought a gift that she didn't really ask for. And so as you look forward into this new year, I just want to ask you, how might God want to use you in ways that you have never thought about before? Maybe there are ways that you don't necessarily want to be used. And what if he holds out that gift for you in the new year? How will you respond? You see, because God is always on the move. He is always working. He is always calling. And for each one of us, that call will be different this year. And some of his gifts, well, they'll be wonderful. We'll love them. We'll want to embrace them right away. But maybe a gift or two this next year will challenge us, will challenge you, will challenge me. It will bring us far out of our comfort zone. It might challenge us in terms of our time, our, our level of comfort. And when he holds out that gift for us, how will we respond? You see, God wants to give a gift to us, but often he wants to give that gift through us. That we'd be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ to someone in need, someone who's lost, someone who is hurting. And when that gift comes your way this next year, how will you respond? Will you respond by saying, no, not interested? Will you respond by saying, oh, I'll do it, but with an attitude that really isn't good? Or will you respond like Mary and say, you know what? I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Friend, it's my hope for all of us, including myself, that when God gives us these gifts over the next year, that we're going to embrace them. We're going to embrace them fully because these gifts these gifts often aren't so much given to us as through us. And let's be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Let's be his servants. And let's be obedient as Mary was obedient. Because through all of this, he will transform this world. Will you pray with me? Dear Father, we thank you for your incredible love. We thank you, Lord, that you often see things in us that we don't see ourselves. We limit ourselves because we believe we know ourselves, but you do too. You know us better than we do. And because of your spirit, because of your Holy Spirit and your power at work in and through us, you want to do even greater things. And so, Lord, I pray for each one who's watching here right now, and myself included, that when you call us this next year to, to, to help somebody, to serve somebody, Help us to respond as obedient servants, that your word would be fulfilled in us and through us, that others would see you, Jesus, through our lives. And so, Lord, help us to be faithful. Help us to be humble. Help us to be obedient. And even when difficulty comes our way, even when these challenges come our way, and, and it's not necessarily something we want to be doing in that moment or in the next day or two, Help us, Lord, to re represent you beautifully and powerfully, humbly and faithfully. This is our prayer, Lord. We thank you for your call. We thank you for your gifts. And may you be glorified in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening. 
You can stay connected throughout the week by following Montgomery Community Church on Facebook and Instagram. For more information about MCC, visit our website at mcc.church.